Mailrite Show. We are incredibly fortunate to have an amazing guest with us today. Her name is Suzanne Tuline. She is the author of not one, but two amazing books on branding. The one first one was written 10 years ago and was called Branding DNA. And her most recent book is called Personal Personal Branding or Personal Brand. Did I get that right? Personal Brand Clarity. Personal Brand Clarity. We are very, very excited to have her on the show today and to continue our conversation about various ways to brand yourself. I talked a lot about branding yourself with a story, and I'm sure that Suzanne is going to give us a lot of amazing insights. So with with no further ado, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, our viewers and our listeners. Again, I'm Suzanne Tulina. I call myself a brand clarity expert. I'm an author, speaker, and, um, and consultant and trainer. So I like to help realtors, your audience, really um, leverage their wisdom, their expertise, and their personality to become what they want to be known for. So that's what this is. Uh, this book is all about. It's the entire process. I uh, pioneered a process called Brand DNA about in 2010 from that original book that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I've crafted that into, that was for corporate America, but now this book, Personal Brand Clarity, is really written for the, the solopreneur, the, the person who is the brand of their book of business. And realtors certainly fall into that. They certainly do. Um, I'm also always overjoyed and grateful that many, many are about 200 episodes or 100 episodes or whatever ago uh, that the founder of MailRite, the the founder of this show found me and uh, agreed to share the stage with me. His name is John. Uh, he's amazing. He's a WordPress expert. He's a multi, multi-time entrepreneur. John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Oh, thank you, Robert. And I, I'm really looking forward to this discussion with Susanna. Um, I don't think there's any more time where if you're going to have a successful career in real estate where you need to build a personal brand. I think the agents in the next few years that don't do that have not really got a long-term career, but those that do will be highly successful so I'm just really looking forward to Zazana's um, views and tips and uh, what she feels a real estate agent really has to do to build a really successful local brand. Back over to you, Robert. Well, you know, it's funny because I just, I really quickly like pulled up the index and I was telling Suzanne before the show that I felt like I'd read her book or listened to her book years and years ago. I really do think that I did. I think I picked it up and, and actually read it. So I uh, I have not read your new book, though. So for somebody like me who may already have run across you in the corporate world, can, can you differentiate the principles between your first book about branding and your second book about branding, just so that our audience understands the different directions that you went over the last decade? Right. So when we started Brand Ascension, uh, thank you, Robert. Um, and I'm so glad you may have read the book. That's awesome. We, we built this, we pioneered this process called Brand DNA, which is a process for companies with employees to flush out core brand attributes that make up their value position. So uh, again, it's just a process so that we can create a brand around the entity of the organization. 
And that's really uh, what that book is focused on. And we infuse all of the um, outputs of the activities that are in that book, that process. It, we've infused that into their culture, their systems and processes, leadership, and the, the, everything that the brand does. So it's an internal function. That's why it's mm -hmm. DNA, because it's mm -hmm. within the organization. And then the personal brand clarity book is really, it's a, it's really close to the same process, but the language in it speaks to the solo professional. They don't have employees, right? They are the brand of their business solely. It's not an entity, so to speak, but they make those decisions and it helps them flush out certain attributes that keep them authentic, consistent, and distinctive as to who they are so they can walk the talk and deliver on their promise every single day. Okay. And so let's just pretend that we don't know who you are. What makes you an authority on brand? Oh gosh, how many years have I been in doing this? I started in the marketing arena, marketing communications, advertising, graphic design. So I realized that, you know, all of that messaging was certainly a function that was necessary to um, deliver the message, deliver the brand information. But what I saw that wasn't happening out there was the actual fact that when you're out there marketing a brand and you don't have a defining um, like profile of what that brand is, my question is to the client, what are you marketing, right? If you haven't done the work in defining that brand. So that's when I shifted and I realized that all I was doing with my marketing and my graphic design work was just putting lipstick on the pig, so to speak. And okay. this just means that I'm putting a new coat of paint and the client's expectation was that their business was going to grow from that activity, which isn't true. And that they really didn't understand or have a, a real a clarity around who they were as a brand. So that's when I realized that there was a gap, right? They weren't taking the time to figure that out. And that's when I rolled into starting a process to help these people and these companies define, identify, define, and then align to who they were as a brand before they spent any more marketing dollars out there. Okay. So, you know, being a pioneer of the, the methodology, I think helps make me an expert. I've got case after case after case of proven success from it. Um, mm -hmm. Getting companies and people, solopreneurs, more conscious, strategic, and deliberate in how they go about doing what they do. I have one follow-up question, and then I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, John, because I know that he was in incredibly excited about meeting with you today, and I'm sure he has a, has a long list of questions that he wants to ask. But I have, I just have, I have an, in, I have a question that I am personally curious about. Okay. So I, we have been fortunate, John and I, to talk to lots of, of authors and amazing people that, that deal with the concept of story. You're calling it brand. I'm going to call it story, but it's really the same thing. The story of a company, the story of a person, whatever it is. I'm curious to know that you, as a person that lives and breathes and eats in this field, tell me who do you personally look at and go, that company or person has just hit a grand slam with their brand? Well, the, there's several of them. You know, one I've been following for a long, long time is Tony Robbins. You know, he is still the, the sole kind of owner of his own conglomerate brand because he is infused into everything that his Tony Robbins company does. 
And so that's just, that's huge. Um, you know, people that have made a name for themselves and have stayed consistent with walking the talk and delivering on their promise. And in, the, in that same breath, we've got people that have made it to celebrity status who have fallen off, off of that realm, you know, have stopped being consistent for one reason or another, who have said that they are something, and then something happens one day and everybody realizes that's not what they thought they were, right? Right. Um, we can, I don't know if I want to name names, but we all understand, you know, that's when you're in the celebrity arena, you have to really be more conscious of how you show up. So it's really all those people that, you know, my, someone that I would choose could be different than what you choose. It just depends on what your filters are and what you lean into in terms of what you trust. Okay. And with, and so there's really only one brand that you, that you named. Is there another that you could, like, I was talking about somebody who's hit a home run. I can, mm -hmm. I, I will avoid as well as you like talking about people that have fallen off their brand game, but is there anybody else that skate on their brand game that you like, that you personally like? I'm not talking about, you know, the world. I'm talking about you, Suzanne, who else is it that you look at and you go, God, they just, they do a good job. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, I, I, the common ones like Oprah or Marie Forriello and, and those those types of people are, are pretty, com they're doing a really good job at, at serving the way they're promising they're serving. Um, Elon Musk, he is a brand in and of himself, of course, right? And right. he is pretty, pretty conscious, strategic and deliberate in being Elon. You know, he doesn't let things phase him. He doesn't let um, bad reviews shake him. He just is what he is, right? Um, I could just are, keep going on. No, no, no. Those were great examples. I just wanted to, I wanted to get a feel for what your, like what your vision of good branding was. So with that, John, I'm, I have, I've really taken up a lot of more time than I intended to. So why don't you go ahead and, and get it. On a on a more scale, because obviously these are you know, like Eon and some of the other people you mentioned, they they are mega personalities, you know. But on a, on a more maybe a more reachable, are there any kind of real estate agents that have come on your radar through all your teaching and consultancy? Any any if not, it doesn't have to be real estate agents but if they are that'd be great they've come on your radar that you think have done a really good job of branding themselves local and what and if so what were some of the key things that you think they were doing right Susanna? Well we have several here locally in town that um, are making a name for themselves of course be, uh, on tv right so I really want to also make sure we understand the difference between branding and marketing, because I think your audience needs to understand those two functions. And I feel like we're, we keep going into the marketing side of it. And I really want to stay in the, on the brand side, because that's where my expertise is. I mean, we can market all day long and still not have a very good brand because a brand is about consistency. It's about delivering on the promise. It's about being authentic. Well, can I just interrupt you so right? Because before I was thinking of asking you a slightly different question to the one, and that was my experience of corporate America because mm -hmm. 
you know, because it is a very effective way of increasing profitability. So most of corporate America is um, obsessed with brands. So they have all these, um, you know, on-message training for employees, blah, 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 blah. But then there's, but everybody, but I... I tend to observe that everybody in the organisation plays along with it, but there's also the real brand. There's the actual real essence of the business, and in a lot of occasions, the two don't match. (laughs) But I feel very rapidly in the next few years, those that don't match what they try and project to the reality of what they are are going to have some problems (laughs) You're absolutely right, Jonathan. And that's what I call cognitive dissonance or cognitive resonance. And when we're not matching the marketing messaging with how we're actually um, creating the customer experience or the transactional experience, if it's two different things, then you're breaking down trust and you're not building trust through consistency. So that's one of the biggest problems I think solopreneurs have is that they're trying so hard to be like what they see around them that everybody ends up doing the same thing and they become, their brands become diluted in the market and they become a commodity in the minds of their audiences, right? So I know 50 to 100 um, real estate agents in just my circle of influence. I do a lot of training for them and uh, coaching with them. But if I were to find somebody that I need to refer someone to, knowing that person and knowing how they deliver on what they say they are delivering on, is important for me to make that referral. Otherwise, they're just, you know, another, a dime a dozen out there because they're not creating distinction. They're all trying to do and market the same way as each other are marketing. And it just isn't working. Well, I think we're going to go for a break, Robert, If you, and then we come back and we can build, because I want to know how you do it the right way. <laughs> so I think this is a great way to time to go for a break Robert all right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um, real estate agents of all uh, places in their career we're going to be right back Uh, so grab your notepads grab your pins we're going to ask Suzanne to get into some specifics about how you build the brand stay tuned Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're here, we're back with Suzanne Tulene, and we are on episode number 287, I think, of the MailRite podcast. We've been talking about brand. The topics that we've covered so far is uh, Suzanne was kind enough to share with us some examples of people that she thought was doing great brand. She separated the distinction about uh, marketing versus branding and a little bit of dissonance between the two. And now we're going to ask her some questions. John is going to get right back into asking her some questions about how would you go about building a personal brand. So over to you, John. So I think what you said before we went for the break was really important. Um, But 
the nitty gritty of those of those people in your local market that you think are doing their effective job. Are there some things that link them all together? Is there a pattern that you could um, share with our audience, even though they are individuals and they've got their individual brand? Is there obviously that's what your book is about? A quasar process to achieving that individuality of brand, is it not? Yes, it is. And it, it's, let me just say that there's good news and bad news. The good news is, is that every single person already has a brand, right? The bad news is, is that everyone already has a brand. So what that means is the real question is, is are you in control of it? Because a brand, all a brand is, is a perception. So we give off we give off perceptions all the time and people are perceiving us in different ways all the time but are we cognizant of it are we conscious strategic and deliberate in our actions and behaviors and how we actually show up and showcase who we are and when you're out there marketing you're marketing the brand right remember and if we're disseminating information about a brand we have not yet defined yet all we're doing is chasing the audience instead of a poll style, which is really revealing who you are and what you're promising to deliver on that very individual scale. And so what makes a good brand great are people who are authentically showing up true to their core um, brand style attributes, core values, they know what makes them different, and they are true to delivering on what they're promising from the get-go and not just talking about in their marketing messaging about selling a house or buying, you know, helping someone buy a house, but really getting into who they are and those attributes that uh, distinguish them from the next guy. And you guys were talking about this the other day on your brand story um, podcast. You know, this is all about that uniqueness that you bring to the table. What are your superpowers? What is your area of expertise? If you are just an organizing, you know, crazy nut and you just love numbers and you love organization, then you can really begin to leverage that in your brand in terms of how organized you are in the process of buying a house. You know what I mean? You start, your vernacular changes when you're clear on what attributes you can bring to the table. And that's really a content for all your messaging. So... How could you apply it clearly to the example? So you got you got these individual real estate agents, and they're all got different backgrounds. They come from different um, histories, different areas of business. They how 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 do they get clarify what are their individual strengths and the ones that would it be interested to their audience, which are selling and buying of houses? So that's a big question, but the process is, is it is in the book and it's really about fleshing out what those core values are, identifying and defining those. When I say define, I want the, the realtor to really define how they show up valuing that particular value. And so that's in their actions and behaviors. And when I experience that as a customer, as a prospect, then I'm seeing what they value through those actions and behaviors and through their narrative and how they're even marketing themselves. 
So it's very, um, it, it's again, everybody's so individual at what they can bring to the table based on their own expertise and knowing that no brand is universal, that you're not going to capture everyone. Not everyone is your market. And when you begin to leverage those things that you have superpowers around, that you just lean into, then you're going to start attracting those customers, those prospects that believe what you believe. This is typical Simon Sinek, right? They buy right. what you believe. They don't buy what you do because I can get that 10,000 other places. A prospect is your perfect market, perfect client when they can buy into what you believe. And until you reveal that or even uncover that for yourself so that you can reveal it, it's a crapshoot on who you take on as a customer. Right. Do you want to ask a question, Robert, or can I ask another one? You can ask another one. I, I have plenty, but but please keep going if you whatever you whatever you want. I took up a lot of time to start the show. Yeah. Um, so, have you got any insights on how agents should treat the tricky relationship, which is the norm in most states between broker and agent, between? The agent having needing, if they're going to be effective and have a real long-term career building brand and what the brokerage is about, which is building their own brand, how, give me insights about what the agent should understand about that. Well, the clearer they are, I think that's a great question, Jonathan, the clearer they are on who they are the more satisfied they will be when they join an organization, uh, the broker, right? The organization that has that same set of core values or nearly the same set of core values. So the first, the first thing to do is make sure you understand what you're getting yourself into, know what that culture is, know what that, that uh, value position is of the brokerage you're going into and know yourself enough to know if it's a good fit. Because oftentimes that's where the relationships start to dissolve as we realize that they got themselves into a, a position or an, um, an organization that isn't a good fit, that doesn't espouse the same values. Yeah, it's really, yeah, I was going to say that was obvious, but actually it's very insightful, isn't it? Um, uh, you can see when you don't follow that, why things rapidly go pear-shaped, can't you? Because... Let's say your agent that really loves the technology and loves to be on the edge of using technology in your real estate business and you join a very sleepy, very established brokerage that doesn't really value technology, that's not going to really work, is it? Not at all. So values and the brand style attributes, which is also an exercise in the book, helps you really understand your core personality. And if you can mesh that personality with the, the brokerage that you're, you're considering joining, um, then that's even more powerful. You're solidifying um, resonating you know, attributes that you can then uh, grow from and exponentially grow from within that organization. But you've got to do your own due diligence. You've really got to pay attention I keep saying the three words conscious, strategic, and deliberate because we are we are not conscious enough today. We are not strategic enough and we are not deliberate enough about how we show up 
because we are being so externally impacted by our external environments and we lose the, the ability to be more internally driven. And when we're not internally driven, we make bad choices and we discern different a lot. Well, I, I'm going to throw it, I'm just going to remark and then throw it over to Robert because um, we got about another five, six minutes of the podcast. Hopefully you're going to stay on for bonus content. Um, oh, sure. But just... Just as a, I think it was linked to what you previously said earlier on, Suzanne, um, is that a lot of agents, they want to appeal to everybody. And I see that so much. And by wanting to appeal to everybody, they appeal to nobody. Exactly. Um, They just, like you say, just become a commodity. They just become, and I said last week, like in Northern Nevada, there's about 12 there's about 12 agents that I feel really know what they're up to and know their craft. But of those 12, there's over half of them I wouldn't work with, not because I don't think they actually understand the mechanics of selling a house or, or helping somebody buy one. It's just that their personalities don't um, resonate with me. And being it's a major one is the for most people, their major purchase of their life. I don't particularly want to work with somebody that I don't resonate with. And you Um, don't have to. (laughs) No, you don't have to. Uh, Over to you, Robert. Well, I'm going to... So, strangely enough, I was... Probably as a follow-up to our podcast last week, I've been been doing a deep dive into reading some books and listening to some books all about not so much brand, but like the concept of, of working with people that basically relate to your core values. And that could be a principle as a business owner, an entrepreneur. And one of the books that I recently was picking up and I, I was trying to find it on my phone and I, I couldn't um, because I, I have so many books in my library. I've already read like another three and I was just, I, I couldn't remember the name. But anyway, the guy that did the book was somebody that was part of the PayPal mafia. Don't know if either one of you ever heard of this, but there's basically a group of guys that were working at PayPal, of which Elon Musk was one. But while nobody has moved on to be as famous as Elon, this group of guys have all moved on to do insane things. There's about 13 major companies that have come out of the same group of workers that originally helped get PayPal off the ground. Here's what he said. It kind of relates to personal branding, I think. That's why I'm throwing it in the show. And I just want to hear what you think, Suzanne. So what he said was, even when you're working in larger internal, like large companies, maybe people that like companies that have thousands of people, or it could be a small real estate team, it doesn't really matter. Align yourself with team members that have the same core values and interests. That's what he was essentially saying. Like, align yourself with those people because creatively you're going to work much, much better with that group of people, people, a group of people that kind of has the same mission or at least the same creative fabric that you do. Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes pushing and pulling against people inside organizations is it's not that they're bad people. They just may not be wired quite the same way that you are. So oftentimes you find yourself uh, creating friction and resistance based on a differentiation in personality types. I just kind of want to see what you thought about that. Well, I think to some extent that's very true if you want to move fast because you've got everybody on board who thinks like you think, right? But you Mm -hmm. also have to be careful about groupthink 
and being stuck in a bubble and, you know, not being able to step outside of the box. And it's really the antagonist or the catalyst in the group that doesn't think like you think that could, could kind of steer it in a different direction that you may never have thought of before. So there's a couple of different, you know, boundaries and, and things you need to think about. Um, maybe you start a project with a bunch of people of like-minded, like values, and then you pull in a few people to review and give feedback that, uh, that maybe don't have the same values just to get a different perspective. Because if, you know, that's how we grow. And, and if you guys are all about innovation, right? You've got, at some point, you want to have that outside focus um, provide some level of feedback so that you can think twice about something, tweak something and, and see what's at the next generation of that thought. Got you. I kind of, I kind of agreed with that though. I think that you hit in the nail on the head in the first part of your statement, the challenge I've always found with tech. I don't think that people outside of tech understand mm -hmm. the breakneck pace that you are trying to innovate at or create at like a developer who's creating something in a year. And John can attest to this. That is like lightning speed. Like you are doing so much work to take an idea from fruition to market. You don't really have the same kind of time frame that other people think that you have in order to hear contrary ideas. Like tech is really weird because if you get stopped or slowed down, you really can get derailed in a very major kind of way. So I was, I was just curious to see what you what you thought, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence. I think you're right. But at the same time, I also understand exactly what the author was trying to communicate when he was saying work with like-minded teams. And I don't think he necessarily he was trying to infer that somebody wouldn't disagree. But I think that everybody having the same core values, like here's a value. We can innovate as much as we want, but somebody is footing the $100 million bill. We better get a product to market as soon as possible. I, I actually think you're, you're both sending from the same song sheet. I, mm -hmm. I think you're right what you just said. And Susanna was just pointing out, as long as they have at their heart, they, they're going the end result, they're going on the same journey you don't just want people that disagree with you all the time. There must be some, because in that disagreement, there's a creative process, isn't it? But we need to go um, to wrap up the podcast part show, Robert, and then Susanna seems up to doing some bonus content with us. Absolutely. Um, so here's what we're going to look at. Uh, Suzanne, if you're up for it, the last 10 minutes of the show are going to be on, on YouTube alone. So for those of you who would like to see our, uh, our beautiful faces, we're going to invite you to go over to the MailRite YouTube channel and do that. Suzanne, if you're comfortable with it, we've talked a lot about general things and I, I just kind of enjoyed getting your thoughts about the bigger brand concepts. But at the end of these last 10 minutes, if you could say specifically a couple of very direct tips for a solo real estate agent. Do you think you could contribute something in the in the last 10 minutes of the show? I think so. Okay, lovely. So listen, everybody, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, for those of you who are only going to tune into the podcast, Suzanne, how would you like those people to uh, look you up? Uh, I have um, a website, brandascension.com, and I have an online course for the solopreneur that I built last year. And it's at uh, personalbrandpresence.com. 
It's an awesome video self-directed course that has a little bit of me in there, a downloadable workbook, and it'll walk you right through every step of the way. Wonderful. Uh, so I, I love free content. For those of you listening to the show, you, I hope you took that down and uh, you go check it out. John, if somebody wanted to uh, reach out to you and uh, see what you're doing with the MailRite lead generation system that leverages the power of Facebook, I, I'm just stealing your language right out from underneath you. How would they go about doing that? First of all, I want to say, um, don't worry, um, the links to everything Suzanne has just mentioned will be in the show notes with the video, with the every link um, on the MailRite website. So I will make sure that those links are there, folks. And about MailRite, well, um, we I think we've got a fantastic system, um, really great value aimed at the real estate agent, the individual or the agent in a small group. Um, go over to MailRite. You can book a free demo. That demo and also a free consultation is done by me. It's half hour. I think even if you decided, and I'll be amazed if you decided not to go with MailRite, um, you'd still get great value from that consultation. Over to you, Robert. Lovely. And if anybody would like to figure out how to do uh, real estate content marketing, inbound marketing, all uh, story-based marketing, all those things. You can find that all out for free. I have tons and tons of posts and videos on my site, which is inboundrem.com. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the flip side. For those of you who are going to join us on YouTube, we'll see you in a second. Mm-hmm.